Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. All right. That means you're listening to the Mystery of Parenthood. So if you got a moment, slow down and uh, take a listen. And we're going to begin, as we always do, with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, Grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. Grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. St. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right. It's we're kind of right in the middle of Lent. Yes, we are. Just completed a spring break for many of us. Indeed, um, indeed. And so, doesn't feel like spring right now on the day we're recording. No, it doesn't look it like it. Doesn't look like spring, but you know it's Texas, so yeah. <laughs> I don't be, even know. It's supposed could, to get cooler, I think. Isn't it? Could get anything. Yep. Yep. But it's it's wet today on record, recording on a Monday. So hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, it's a Nicer spring day. Hopefully so. I have no idea. I haven't looked, but but anyway, <laughs> I haven't looked forward. I'm I'm notorious for being the weather guy. So oh, really? In your family? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, always it's my wife and our family going looking at what's going to happen. But yeah. anyway, um, we thought it might be a good time to to talk about how Lent's going, um, and then Thaddeus found a great article that I think can help each of us maybe reassess, check in. I think it's part of what the beauty of being Catholic. There's always, of being Christian, is this sense of every day is a new day. Every moment's a new moment. There's never, you've never gone so far that you can't start over and start again. I think that was a, a lyric in a Sting song. Oh, was it? Every day's a new day, I feel uh, like. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> if it wasn't, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I you know, it's it's a, um, I, 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 Lent is always I think meant to be a struggle um, because it kind of it kind of points us back to the fact that there are things that we should be struggling with I think yeah that's a really great point man I mean I hadn't thought about that but yeah the, the struggle the the disappointment even the failure that we experience in Lent is meant to maybe help us think about we can't do it on our own I, right? 100%. If, we're, if we're trying to do our Lenten penances our almsgiving, our prayer on our own when we're not right. like in, and I think intentionally a, trying to trying to ask the Lord to help us do it, then we're going to fail. There's a danger on both sides. I think there's there's a danger of some sort of pride. Like I'm going, I'm going to do this. Um, give up this thing. It's going to be really hard. I'm going to execute this perfectly uh, every single day. Every single day, and and th- there's that danger. The other danger is is despair or just apathy. I, I don't really care. Don't see the purpose or I fail so many times, you know, it's not even worth trying um, type of deal. And and I think that either of those ends of the spectrum can be dangerous. Um, and so I, you know, I don't know what, what your experience has been like. I was just saying I had a great first week of Lent not, and it was so what were your, some of your resolutions to begin with? Well, I mean, I was, I've got two books that I was going to read. One, <laughs> I was sharing this with some other people. One is a great prayer. It's by Thomas Dubay. It's called Deep Prayer, Deep Conversion, which mm-hmm. is 
anytime you read Father Thomas Dubay, which I highly recommend him, he's easy to read, um, has many great books, some very sh- short, like this one is re- relatively short. Um, he's got other ones like The Fire Within, which is a little bit deeper theologically, but he he focuses on Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross and kind of melds them together. Um, really cool. But so I, I was I found that one because I'd prayed, you know, Lord, show me that. And I've got a, a ton of books. Steph always reminds me of that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're everywhere. She's yeah. Drawing. Which so one can we get off the table, Trey? I mean, we can't have them stacked here. And I'm notorious so for having multiple books going at one time, and I'm trying to focus on two. The other one, jokingly, is it's called the introduction, uh, an introduction to Christianity. It was written by um, Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict XVI. Mm-hmm. And um, it, a series of lectures, it, it is definitely not easy to read. It's, you know, an introduction. But Thomas Aquinas called his Summa an introduction, too. So. Yeah, and if you've ever tried that one, that's not easy. So, um, started off with those. I mean, I was reading, kind of humming along, and then you know, last week was spring break. Um, we went to visit some friends, uh, some old friends, and just be, just being around them and all the other things that were going on definitely slipped in terms of my any sort of discipline on that. I mean, you know, I mean the standard stuff like not eating meat on Friday or whatever. I mean, but but I'm talking about the the positive things cuz I I while giving up something is is good and important. I think also adding things, which is what I try to do is, you know, can I get an extra 15 or 30 minutes of prayer in a day by cutting out something that I would like to watch or or it's kind of two sides know. of the same coin. Because you're cutting something out, yeah. I don't so that really you think, can do something exactly positive. So, and and typically for me, I mean, there's a few shows I like to watch. I mean, there's shows that I, that right. that I like to watch. Real Housewives. <laughs> and what else? <laughs> no, American Idol. Uh, <laughs> watch all the time. Um, and The Good Doctor. Um, okay, not but, familiar with that show. But um, I've, we've we'll watch those. But but what I find myself is. You know, in in my worst times, when I'm tired or worn out or whatever, is just really just vegging, <laughs> turning on something to watch. And you, you know? have been known to watch a little bit of sports on television. That's from so. Time that's to time. one of that's one of those things that I that is that is I I, I have an, I have a problem with. <laughs> I mean, especially this time of year, and sure. that was part March of March Madness. In case I, it's my aware. March Madness is my. All time favorite, and 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 I have not had what I had this past week. In I can't remember. Um, I have not had time where I wasn't doing anything, so I could watch most of the games. You know, I and mean, so you were able to this last week, pretty much. That's, yeah, wow, Thursday that's, and that's Friday. Great. Thursday and Friday watched certainly the end of all of them. And I and have most, very fond memories of when I was a high school teacher. Uh, cable on the classroom television oh yeah and on the off period you know you turn on. turn on that tv Absolutely. and you're watching you're watching basketball on thursday afternoon yeah and we did a we did a family bracket you know not just sure. a family bracket and doing doing all that and it was actually the three families that are old you know one of the blessings of that time was it was old friends and you know you plug in you, you can't make old friends i mean no they that that's a Ben Rector song, which I found out, which is which is a great song. Um, there's one great line in there that says, you know, he's never been on my mother's back porch, you know, but my old friends have, mm. you know, and and just the memories and, you know, these people I've known for well over 30 years, they've been our closest friends and we went and spent time, with, which was great, but at the same time, it did kind of detract from the discipline. So now I know that Robin and I are not y'all's closest friends because you just you just admitted <laughs> well, on air. Well, sir, not not our closest friends for thirty plus years. So yeah, I mean, it, I'm just I'm just no, I know you, you, I know, but, but 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 it is. I mean, people that have known the best and worst of you and and exactly. been around through through 
all your trials. And, Thick and thin, as they say. Right. And these people are those people. And um, we don't get together that frequently. We, we have this year twice, oh, which is wow, rare. That's great. But, um, but anyway, I mean, it may be next year before we before we do it again. But Well, that um, kind of ties into something that's unique about this year, too, which you mentioned about Lent, is that this is the first spring break where everyone has been separate you said right all your kids yeah no that was that was that was interesting i mean you know i i'm also <laughs> i've been accused of being a stalker of my children i've got i've got find my friends and you know i had to actually broaden it out because i had two that weren't together that were in florida at one time and then i had one in colorado and um one that was kind of going between here and mm-hmm. San Antonio, because she's a huge uh, roller coaster rider, and so she went twice there. She's got a season pass that she's paid for. Oh wow! So she she does that, and and then Madison did come with us with because they're old friends. So one of their one of the daughters is she's known okay. since they were okay. diapers. So she came up you know Wednesday with us and spent Wednesday through Saturday with us so we got a little bit of time with some with Madison who we don't you know she's in Austin on her own and everything so that was a nice treat as well and to see the those two girls who literally we have pictures of them when they couldn't walk I mean crawling mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. they've grown up together um yeah, to see them together like that too. yeah so it's I mean that, that that was cool but but it was definitely a different a different feel for that week. And I, and like I said, the, the disciplines kind of slipped, but kind of, they did slip. I mean, um, and so I, there was a part of me that was like, Oh, that was so great. And then there was another part of me that was, yeah, I, I mean, I, I could have made a better effort, you know, mm-hmm. to get up a little earlier or mm-hmm. to do something. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, but the great thing about being Christian Catholic is, you know, you, you do your examination of conscience you confess your sins, you know, and then you start over. Right. And, and and let's be let's be clear about something for for everyone who's listening in case they're they're not aware. Any lenten penance that you're doing if you slip on it is not a sin because right. you're giving up good things. You're you're or you're adding in good things. You mean the the stuff that's morally objectionable, you're not supposed to be doing that anyway, so right. you shouldn't that's be it. That's what I'm not You shouldn't it. really be doing that as a lenten penance, although I could see how somebody might. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it could there's be probably a, ways that you could do that in order to to help you advance in the moral life. Right? Probably the best way would be if you had something like that that you give it up and then fill it with something right positive. Right. right. I mean, so anyway, but, but let's yeah, let's be clear that if you do slip, as Trey said, you know, it's not something you have to go to confession about. Um, right. It's not you didn't sin because you're right. you're abstaining from something that's good anyway. Right. And, and or, or or omitting something that would be better right. than what you've done before. Right. But um, anyway, so I'm, I, I'm batting about or shooting about uh, 66% right now. Oh, wow. So I... If you're playing baseball, it'd be great. Shooting yeah. baskets, that'd be awesome. I'm, uh, I gave up alcohol and I've been doing that very well so far. Fantastic. Um, I got to... I got to have a celebratory drink on the day of my son's birth, yeah. and then St. Patrick's Day we feast on, St. Joseph's Day we feast on. Um, that's 20 years ago on St. Patrick's Day that I met my wife. All right. This this St. Patrick's Fantastic. Day. Fantastic. Yeah. So so that's, that's been going well. Um, almsgiving, I made a point of that I was going to give substantially more I didn't try to say double or triple or but give substantially more um, at mass and to some of the you know charitable things that I right that I help with um, and then I said I was going to read the Gospel of John mm. every morning or at least every day one of my during Lent. And, and I haven't been doing a good job with that. That yeah. that went by the wayside very quickly, and it's been very spotty. So yeah, the far. one that I did that I was going to do was going to do the Bible in a year with Father Mike Schmitz. That's been more miss than hit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just fi- just making time for it. Yeah. I need to get some earphones so that like when I'm around other people, I can. 
Yeah, there you, you go. Know? But but otherwise, you know, to have to listen, you have to go find a secluded place. Or but then you could get scrupulous about that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm now I'm buying something. I'm buying a luxury so that I can carry out yeah. this. Yeah, I think we don't want. So so we have to. I think the thing that 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 is hard to do sometimes is that the whole purpose of doing any of this mm-hmm. is not the doing of that. It, it's to right. it's it's to draw to allow more openings for God to enter into our hearts, more um, f- freedom or to allow his grace to work. Um, and so I think, you know, like I, I for me, I did, I, I did add that I, instead of going, I mean, I was going to start, uh, try to start the new habit of going every month to confession because uh, it was more like two to three months between my confessions just to do that. So, I've got to get, you know, I've got to, I've got it on my calendar for, you know, for, I don't know, a week or two mm-hmm. from now. So anyway, bottom line is that's the purpose is to, to allow God to enter into to it and also to recognize that it's God's grace that is allowing us to do that and being more in, in tune with, with what's going on. So yeah. like if you get, so a, there you have it folks. I mean, both of us are struggling. We're not, yeah. we're not, ha- we're not having a perfect Lent, and probably neither are you. Yeah, and so it's nothing to be. And but probably th- our kids are not. Having no, I, I, you know, Lent. I mean, they're 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 like I said. There's moments in time where you're like, wow, I can feel. Seems like God's acting, and and I've opened up some doors. And then there's other times when, even not consciously, it just kind of shuts down. And again, it's just time to start over. Yeah, the know? worst thing would be to just chunk it to say, oh, I've I've not you know, carried out my Lenten promises to myself. And so I'm just going to yeah, start over next year. Just yeah. tr- I'm going to give up this year. Don't, don't give up. That's what the, that's what the evil one wants us to do is to give up. Right. It's to despair. And, and, and I think Lent can also be a time to incorporate, to incorporate things that you hope to kind of carry forward as a beginning point, you know, not, not to be something that you just do for that time. So, and let me, let me, before we go into the article, I know we've had already a lot of, before we go into the article, but just one more thing from the catechism. This is article two from part four, which is Christian prayer. This is the battle of prayer. And the, the catechism says prayer is both a gift of grace and a determined response, a determined response on our part. It always presupposes effort. Right. Against ourselves and against the wiles of the tempter who does all he can to turn man away from prayer, away from union with God. We pray as we live because we live as we pray. The spiritual battle of the Christian's new life is inseparable from the battle of prayer. Right. And and so I don't think a lot of people think of prayer as a battle. And that's obviously, well, but it is a battle because there are so many things that can get in the way and we have to, you know, respond to those graces, you know, cause you might get a little prick of conscience. So I'm doing this, or maybe I need to stop if or I think of somebody that I hadn't thought of and they just pop into your head. It may be a time to, to try to be more aware of those things and say, I don't know what's going on, but it's weird that this person's name popped into my head or I started thinking about them, say, a, you know, a 30 second prayer. I don't know what's going on, but I, like to offer this person up and and if they whatever they need i'd like to you know ask that you provide it for them and that's an important insight to share with our to help our, our children understand right that if they're if they're feeling um that lack of desire to pray that that's entirely normal and that that's part of this battle of prayer and to have that good intention and and try to Try to really step through it at that moment with an act of will to to pray, and 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 I think it's important. It's it's a it's something that I found that that works, but I often forget about is to ask for the help to pray, to ask yeah, for the exactly. desire to pray. To, exactly. For me, it was it is. Please, Lord, help me have a, a good night's rest, so I'm will get up when I say I'm going to get up, or at least close to it. <laughs> You know, and and then go use that time mm-hmm. for prayer. Or please, Lord, let the new baby sleep all night so I can have a good night's right. sleep so I can get up and exactly <laughs> do what so, I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but and and again, you know, 
I think another part of it, and and we need to get into this, but uh, but another part of of Lent is recognizing when crosses are there as that, not something that's getting in the way of. Because sometimes we may we may, hey, I want to do this and this child or this mm-hmm. circumstance or or mm-hmm. this person is getting in the way when in fact maybe that's the way that he wants you to sacrifice in that moment. So yes. And and yes. embrace that instead of, you know, I've had times like that multiple times, regardless of what it is, where I, I take this away when in fact it, it, I came to realize that, you know, the fact that my wife or my kids were sick was not something that was part of the fight against me growing in holiness. It was actually a call to it. You know, why, why can't you let me go and do my good things and just keep them healthy? Well, because I'm calling you back to that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's, I've, I've had that multiple times in my life where I recognize later and hopefully recognize it going forward when I, after I've recognized it, that sometimes what God's calling me to is that is the struggle that's right in front of me. Um, and that's part of the battle. So, yeah, that's so anyway. good. That's so good. Um, yeah. So this, yeah, this, this article, we had two articles. One was just on, are you struggling? And the fact is, I think most of us do. And then Thaddeus forwarded a, a, a um, an article that had six things. I yeah. forget what the title was. Six things. Six, six tips to get you through the mid Lent slump. Right. So, we're in mid Lent. We thought that would be some good. There'd be some good things there. As I looked at it, I was like, "Well, that's a good idea." Yeah, so. and I thought let's maybe take number five first, which is if you didn't start Lent with a plan, make one now. And and that came up um, in conversation with my wife this morning. Who, again, we just had a new a new child uh, right at the beginning of Lent, March fourth. And so she said, this has been one of the worst lens ever because I still don't know what I'm going to give up. I still haven't really haven't, you know, set my mind on what's my commitment to prayer going to be, what's my commitment to penance going to be, what's my commitment to almsgiving going to be. And so, you know, babe, if you didn't start with a plan, make one now. It's not, it's not too late. And that's, and that's okay. That's right. Okay. And, and you know, my, I, when I think about my mother, I've used this before, but my mother used to always say, you know, make a plan, and then when it ends up being different than the plan you had planned out, plan on, <laughs> pretend like that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some wisdom to that, particularly when, when you're talking about a baby, because babies don't always operate the way you no. want them, you know, want them to because they're babies. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, part of it, I'm sure, is the lack of sleep <laughs> that is part of embracing that, that, that I think is a, is a good Lenten practice. You wouldn't think it's what you're supposed to do, but at the same time, when it's tougher than usual and yet you have experience with it already with Mm -hmm. multiple kids, you know, I've always found that everyone was different. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes the challenge is right there before you. So she's, and this, this author makes a, it has a beautiful point here. She says, so when I say make a plan, I don't mean, sit down and work out how you can um, cram in everything in the next few weeks. Instead, ask yourself, how can I plan my day so that there is a way that I can best grow in time spent with Christ? I mean, that's a wonderful question we can have all of our children uh, ask themselves, you know, once they're of a certain age. Right. Um, Are there distractions that you can cut down on? Is there an empty space in your day that you could spend it in prayer? Could you put down your phone and engage in conversations more? You know, I certainly could apply that plan to... Okay, what's my plan for how how am I going to make that commitment to reading the Gospel of John each day? Right. What are the what are the distractions I can cut down on to make that happen? Right. right? Like what you were saying, what can I cut out so and, that I can add in? Right. What am I going to say? What am I say no to right. in order to say yes to something better? Right. And right. and that and that's the, part of the plan, you know. And don't it's like anything else. It's like dieting or exercise. The, the idea is not to just, again, do as much as possible, but I think part of it is asking yourself that question, but I think also ask the Holy Spirit to kind of guide you. Please help me know what's the best thing for me because I probably don't know as well as you do what I need 
to work on or what I could give up on and then help me provide me with the grace to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be aware. I mean, be open, be looking for the answer to that prayer. So anyway, but yeah, if you don't have a plan, try to have one, maybe pick one or two things that, that you might empty yourself of and then one or two things to fill what you've, what you've opened up there. That would be something to draw you close. Yeah. And then I think the next tip flows really well out of that, which is practice gratitude in the moment. And she writes, if you feel like you're drifting through Lent, don't wait for the perfect time to restart. It won't happen. There isn't a perfect time. So wherever you are, stop, give yourself a few spare minutes and thank God for say 10 things about your day or your life right now. Gratitude helps turn our hearts back to God when we don't know where to begin. I think that's so good. I mean, I, I, I think gratitude is because, because lots of times there are things we take for granted um, that are really blessings. <laughs> you know, I, the, the few things like, you know, when there's a bunch going on either at work or at home or with the kids or whatever, the, the reality is, is most of that is actually revealing, even if it's a struggle, like, I've, you know, whatever it is, most of it or much of it can be things that we should be thankful for. They're healthy enough to have this problem. They're, you know, yes. <laughs> you know, they're smart yes. enough to be in a, to be in school and they're working hard enough to where it's a stressor and they're calling for some encouragement or some help instead of help. I mean, you know, th- those are the type of things that I think help us. So Stephanie, I did a long time ago, we really ought to, where, where every day we would, and we haven't done this in over a decade, which is sad, where we sat down together for just a few minutes and said, what's, you know, two or three things today that you're grateful for? Probably need to do that tonight. <laughs> but I have, you know, that would be something that I did not have part of, as part of my plan, but that it would take five or 10 minutes and just say, thankful for this. Thank you, Lord. And it does turn you back towards God and it, and and it allows, um, it allows you to recognize that all of your life's a gift and everything that you've received, the good, the bad, and the ugly are all ultimately gifts that are flowing from the love of God. I mean, it's because he loves you that those gifts are there, even if they are are struggles sometimes. Yeah. I think that's a good point about keeping our eye on the fundamental fact that our life itself, the fact that we exist rather than not exist is a gift. It's a gift. Um, both proximately because our parents made the, the decision and the sacrifice to make us. Right. But also ultimately because God is the ultimate source of, of life and the reason why there is something and not nothing. Right. Um, that can always make it possible to see something to be thankful for. I would, I would philosophically, I would think there's, you would, you could be in any situation and you'd be able to find something to be thankful for if you had, if you kept that in the front of your view all right. the time. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's, that's a good thing. When I, when I, like I'm going through now, there's lots of things going on at work and it can become overwhelming, even challenging. And, to recognize, thank you for the work. First of all, thank you for the ability to to make a living. All yep. those type of things yep. are are. And while this may be a burden or be overwhelming or be something that's causing me some angst, I thank you for that because that's all part of what how he's helping me to grow. And in many cases, it's like anything else. When those things come, you can, I mean, I can, and I'm sure that you kind of, how am I going to handle this? You know, what, what am I going to do about this? And that's a yeah. good question. Yeah, me too. But the other side of it is to say, Lord, help me, <laughs> you know, help me to figure out how to get this done or whatever. And and I think that that's um, critical um, to having a proper awareness of, of the gifts that we have, because often our gifts aren't seen as gifts because they're something that's causing a struggle in our life. When in fact that struggle is part of 
the gift God's giving us to help transform us or help him reveal his way of helping uh, in our own day to day that he wants to be involved in those things that you think are your, are your own and and they're not there's something that he wants to be a part of it with you so. yeah and i think related to being grateful for everything that we have in our life this next tip is similar ask yourself what you have learned so far now this was a a bolt from the blue this was really eye opening i was not expecting this to be one of the one of the tips um it doesn't have to be something specifically lent related she writes um if the answer is nothing ask yourself again maybe god has been working in your life in a way you didn't realize maybe there is something nagging you in the back of your mind that he wants you to look at or maybe you learned something through what you have given up or taken up that has surprised you remind yourself why you started and rejoice in what you have learned so far this seems like something some a great question to add on to maybe an examination of conscience at the end of of the day or if you aren't in the habit of doing an examination an examination of conscience or you don't do it regularly that's a that's a simple question to ask yourself at the end of your day or the beginning of your of your day right and i think and i think to that merely asking that question with openness not just putting it out there is is something again i think you ask god too what are you teaching me i mean what 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 do i what am i supposed to learn mm-hmm. about you about myself about my circumstances through what i'm going through mm-hmm. and and then sit back and and listen now i i said that i haven't been reading the gospel of john very faithfully or very regularly but i did read it some days and one of the things that I learned was that the very first words from Christ at the beginning of the Gospel of John are when he says to Andrew, what are you looking for? Yes. And that has stuck with me since I, since I read that. And that's, yeah. that verse just came back to me in reading this, ask yourself, what have you learned so far? That, those are related. What are, you, what are you looking for? What are you looking for out of, out of Lent? That is, what are you trying to right. get out of it? It's a great are question. You, are you seeking me or are you seeking your own, um, you know, checkbox? Right. No, I think I, and I, that's a great question. I, I, that, I hadn't thought about that, but I had, I'd had at one point recognized that that was the, were the first words out of his mouth. And I think it's a question that he, the Lord asks each of us. Yes. Yeah, what are you looking for? I think I'm going to, I'll include that too, because I think that I need to, you know, what is it? Is it comfort? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, lack of, of feeling overwhelmed? Is it, you know, and of those things, are those really things that are things I should be looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christ does say, take up your cross <laughs> and follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, is what I'm doing what he wants me to do and are those crosses that come my way part of him trying to get my attention to turn back to him and to rely on him. And I think that's a, again, part of Lent. I mean, to, to grow in holiness is always meaning to grow in union with God. Well, to grow in union with God is part of it at least is to engage him in, in those questions, you know, what should I be looking for? What, you know, what, what do you want to teach me from this? How, how can I do a better job? Please give me the grace to do it. Those should be prayers. I think that are, that are there, but I do think, you know, part of it may be, maybe I'm looking for the wrong, what I've learned maybe is maybe I'm looking for the, the wrong things, Yeah, you know? And so. Yeah. I mean, I think very often I'm looking for, a life of ease, and I don't mean by that um, necessarily having more money or having more possessions, but more that having that sense of, okay, everything's in its place. Everything is um, in order. Right. There's nothing disordered or out of place, and everything is kind of, all the bases are covered. Everything is kind of taken care of, and so that I can... Well, and that, and that, I mean, I don't, I guess you and I are probably similar because that, that, 
that resonates with me um, because when I get the most, I don't know, temperamental or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, angry, frustrated is when things aren't in order. Yeah. Or when I know there's multiple, multiple things that need to be done. Yes. In addition to the things that are duties and obligations. Yes. And I'm like, there's not enough time or there's not, you know, and, yes. and, and you feel disheveled. For me, you know, a list will work, but sometimes I've found that making a list of the things that have to be done does nothing more than freaking me out more. Yeah. <laughs> Cause more <laughs> Good theological is catechism freak out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, but again, I think that's part of the battle. I mean, I think that's definitely something that, um, that I struggle with. Because I, I, I would think most people out there, unless we're just totally unique, no. um, like to have everything in order, like to know that, okay, I know where everything is, the way it's all where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I've got these things to do. Because it's not always the things to do. It's the, it's the magnitude or the, the broadness of it. I mean, yeah. um, anyway, but I, but I do think that that's a, that's a good thought. So to, to think about what am I looking for? Is that really what I should be looking for? And if it's not happening, you know, I've, I've kind of come to the conclusion that it will, you know, if I pray for it and oftentimes when I pray for it, it tends to get less (laughs) the way that it is. So maybe, you know, it's either God calling me to do something about it, or maybe it's me just surrendering to the disorder, you know. Sometimes you have to be afraid of of asking for things in prayer because if you look back on your life, there's probably times where, oh, oh I, see. I see that this thing that I went through was actually because of what I asked for. You know, it was a it was God's answer to this other thing that I asked for. Right. And sometimes sometimes you get what you want, and that ends up being more maybe more challenging than you thought. Do you see what I'm, you see what I'm driving at? No, I think absolutely. And I, and I, and I think that's normal when that happens, you know, I can get overwhelmed or stressed out or, um, I imagine most when that happens, but trying to engage in, in the, in the, okay, I asked for this. This is the way you've, led towards fulfilling it. So there must be something you gave it to me and it's harder. So how do you want to grow me through this? Mm -hmm. I think the issue is growth and holiness is union with God. And and part of union with God is including him in those conversations. You know, we can really close in on ourselves. I know I can, Mm -hmm. I, I just need a moment. I've got to get, you know, and kind of, nobody bother me. God too, you know, just, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. and, and the more I do that, the more I kind of grasp, the more I kind of hold on to it. I find that it's becomes more unraveled <laughs> Yeah, or it's not working out the way I want, which, so maybe God's saying it doesn't need to be that you're asking it, or maybe you need to surrender it, or maybe, I don't know what, what the answer is, but, but there's something about that, that God's working in and through those struggles and those difficulties. Well, and then this is bringing me back to, I hope, we're, I hope it's okay that we're kind of rambling folks, but it's, I think we're having a good word, conversation. I mean, this is Trey a therapy session. You're listening in on. <laughs> um, but also it's, it's, it's so much about how we are such like children, you know? Right. Um, how many, just, just this morning, I had this experience with, with one of my really young children of, she wants, you know, she wants such and such. And I'm, and I'm trying to get her to see that, okay, it doesn't have to be exactly the way that you want it to go. And if you'll just trust me, if you'll just give me that first kind of right. step of uh, that step of trust and let me lead you everything's going to be fine. It's not going to look exactly the way you want it to right now, but everything's going to work out and, just and fine. I, and I think it's part of the mystery of parenthood because the reality is, is as you're older, when you talk to even a college kid today, I, I talked to one 
today he who was upset about I didn't do as well as I wanted to on not not she not a grade but she didn't perform as well as she wanted to and you know we can see that like okay you know if you make a 80 on it as opposed to a 90 it might be earth shattering to you but it's really not that big a deal i mean right. in in the scope of things you you did these things well and then this this is the opportunity to learn and grow from it and we know that mm-hmm. they they i mean she tends to think that you know this is like the be all end all like if this doesn't go the way i want it to go right. that something's wrong but but we know look we went through that when when we were your age we we know that and it really wasn't as big a deal as you think it is mm-hmm. god is infinitely wiser than we are and I think that sometimes he's saying the same thing to us. Totally. Like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> you know, just trust me. We'll, we'll work We'll work through this. Just include me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my, my daughter ended with, thank you for talking to me and listening to my concerns. I think that when I think about a prayer, that, that's a good way to end prayers. You know, thank you <laughs> for listening to me. Yeah. And for talking back or, or, or at least providing some guidance. And, and I think that's a thing to be thankful for. But I think in parenting, you can recognize that as a parent, you know things, even if you don't know the answer, which God does know the answer, but even if you don't know it all, you do know enough to say, don't worry about that. You, the things that you control, you did the best you could, and it may not be the result that you wanted, but it's all going to be fine because really ultimately you cooperating with working as hard as you did may not be reflected in the grade, but it's the work that mattered. <laughs> it's not, it's not the ultimate result. Right. And we live in a results oriented thing, but as a parent, we know that. So God certainly does. And yep. we are meant to be children. Yep. And part of that is trust. I turn it over to you. I don't know how this is going to work out and sometimes surrender which seems to be a thing, a theme of my Lent is just surrendering it up, uh, do what you can and then surrender the rest. Well, this next tip, it sounds like Trey and I are both in need of, which is I would, enter the I, desert. I've wanted this for like 25 years, <laughs> 30 years, 40 years. I've been looking for a retreat, oh, you know, I mean, oh. but, but I, th- I think that there's some good points here. I mean, most, many of us don't have the ability to take, and I talked right, to right. Father Will the other day after church and he said, yeah, I had a, you know, I, I was on a silent retreat. I'm like, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I've never. I can't I mean, imagine. That. Okay, I can't imagine what that is. But but I do think, and I've I've found this to be true, and I I've I've faltered on it. Going to adoration yes. can be a mini retreat. Yes. Even if it's for ten minutes on the way by a church and say I'm just going to stop in. I mean I got plenty to do. It may take thirty minutes out of if I spend fifteen with the Lord. It it may in the 15 minutes I've had to drive somewhere else, it may take 30 minutes out of my day, mm-hmm. but even little retreats, so to speak, um, I think can be beneficial because what that again does, and that's what Lent's meant to do is to kind of open yourself up in silence before the Lord and, and say, Hey, I'm here, you know, <laughs> don't know what I've got other things to do, but I know that, I just need to be here with you for a moment. Yeah. It could be 10 minutes. It could be five for that. I love matter. you. Yeah, I love you. That's it. You know, and, and just be there in his presence. So um, anyway, con- confession, those type of things where, you, where you're taking time to retreat from the world <laughs> in order to, to engage with the eternal. Now, she says... If you have a busy family life, this may not be possible, or you might wish to include them in your plans too. Have you? Did you guys ever do anything, kind of approximating that when you had? The, yeah, you know, I think when younger, you know, we we had a, a lake house. We did go, you know, a, you know, away to where there was nothing else in the winter where there was no you couldn't even swim, you know, all the stuff that you would normally do. So it was just there totally quiet. You mm-hmm. hardly heard anything other than mm-hmm. birds chirping or whatever. And I, and I do remember times where that was very helpful. I mean, you know, what's profound to think about this just flew into my mind. Um, we, 
we did Father Brian McMaster's or a lot of Father Brian McMaster's um, little audio retreat right at the very beginning of, of the COVID. lockdowns. Right, yes. And that was really good for our family. And what I'm getting to is, you know, if the lockdowns proved anything good, they proved that if we wanted to as a society, as in a culture and a culture, we could say as a society, we're going to take two weeks every year and we're just going to shut everything down so that people can reconnect spiritually with whatever spiritual tradition they have or, you know, like yeah, and, and if, I think, we had a, if, if we had our priorities straight, we could do that as a society. Well, I know whole, I mean, I know whole cultures that, you know, a four week vacation is, I can't imagine that. Yeah. But I know people from other countries that that's, standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that they would accept that or a two hour siesta mm-hmm. <laughs> every day, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in the middle of the day. Um, that's so foreign to our culture. I mean, a culture of productivity, a culture of I've got to be doing something. And, and I think that, that just being with each other, just being with the Lord, whatever is, is something that seems to be seems to be unproductive when in fact it might be the most productive thing that you could do in, in that moment. And again, that's a matter of faith. I mean, if I'm take if I can take 10 minutes or 15 minutes to go, yeah, I could be doing a lot of other things. There's errands I could run. There's work I could do. Is that, is there some, is, do I really have the faith to know that, okay, God is the author of time. Mm -hmm. he's in charge of time Mm -hmm. so he can give me time if I give him a little of mine you know Mm -hmm. so I've found that that's happened more often than not the more I work (laughs) um, and the less I spend with him the less productive I seem to be so I agree um, so yeah the 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 next one was a really odd one yeah Yeah, this was I wasn't expecting this one have a movie night yeah. Having a movie night. Um, she writes, watching something, whether it's a movie about the Easter story, Jesus of Nazareth, Passion of the Christ, or some online talks or retreats, um, can be a powerful way to leave the lethargy behind. Whenever you watch, watch it actively, not passively. Engage with the material. Make notes if necessary. And always follow it up with prayer time. Yeah, and I I was thinking about that. I mean... Um you have those, even if it's short windows. I mean, I have really enjoyed The Chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, We've watched a few of those episodes. Because, but even just to watch one of those, which is maybe 45 minutes or 50 minutes or mm-hmm. whatever, has been a good thing because it makes you think about because you see Jesus and in ways that maybe you haven't thought. That was a thing for me. There was a side that was revealed to me that's like, yeah, that's probably reasonable to believe that, you know, he had a sense of humor. He kidded, he teased, mm-hmm. he, you know, when he's hanging out with his friends, I mean, um, that it wasn't always serious in the way he was human. He was God, but he also was a hundred percent man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of meaning that can be communicated through humor. Absolutely, humor is a very powerful teaching it, tool. It is, and 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 because that's it, the assumption which I think this the the chosen and it's for uniquely example, human, right? Very human, it, because it engages the intellect and and it, it just. And if you if if we're made in the image and likeness of God, and we have humor, so you you'd would, have to think that God is but sometimes, a sense of humor. But yeah, sometimes it's a thing like that, or watching the crucifixion. You know, the Passion of Christ is not for everybody. Every time, but but the reality of how grotesque and cruel and evil mm-hmm. that moment was, mm-hmm. you know, is something that can also have a, a major impact. So mm-hmm. it's engaging more of the senses. I ne- had not thought about watching a movie or watching a show, but a show that's going to lead you closer to Christ, maybe to see something mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that you can't imagine mm-hmm. um, is very helpful. Yeah, when we watched the episodes of The Chosen this was maybe the the professor and me, but you know, I made us have kind of a discussion after after watching it. I I just didn't want it to be kind of in one ear, out the other. I wanted to stop 
stop the kids and, and have us talk about like, what did, what did you love about from that episode? What did you learn? Or why did you think they did this? Or, and this is what I thought about. And we had some really, really awesome discussions. Yeah. No, and I think, so that, that fosters that and as well. We, <laughs> we've had a really awesome discussion today because we only have two minutes left. Right. Um, and we've got our last tip is finally just walk quietly and humbly with your God. And I think that sums up exactly what we're talking about. All that we've talked about is including God in everything, in our struggles, in what we're studying, what we're reading, the time we're spending with him, with other people, and including him. So just walk humbly with him, trusting that he's in control and has has the the capability of changing anything and turning anything around. And so anyway, um, hopefully those those six were were helpful. Yeah, let, me, let us give you a quick recap. Yeah. We've got time to recap it. It's practice gratitude in the moment. Ask yourself what you have learned so far. Enter the desert. Give yourself a retreat. Have a moving night. If you didn't start Lent with a plan, make one now. And finally, just walk quietly and humbly with your God. All right. Awesome. Well, thank y'all for listening. Hopefully it was helpful. I know it was a good therapy for me and um, for me <laughs> and Thaddeus. Yeah, I mean, the, have, thanks for listening into the the therapy session. Yeah, we got a little bit, little bit personal today. Got but that, but that's good. Things. I mean, we're we're normal guys, so um, struggle with similar things that you do, and and um, and we just hopefully that encourages you. And I know it's encouraged me. So thanks for. Um, talking with me, Thaddeus. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Trey. It helped me, and I'm, I am I feel re-energized to have a great second part of my Lenten journey. Yeah, let's get after it. And always remember, pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. Always does. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Bye.